afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Today is the 26th of December, Boxing Day. Christmas is still in the air. It's wonderful. We had a lovely Christmas day yesterday in Lagos. I went to church in person for the first time in a very long time. I have been on a spiritual retreat for the past couple of years. I've mostly been doing online worship, online things. And anyone if you're listening to uh, my podcast for the first time you know well okay this is where i talk about jesus i talk about my ongoing journey with god in the context of faith life and love and for the past two years the lord has led me on a journey where i've been relearning christ all over again going back into the bible and just starting as though i had just met him for the first time and reading the bible everything that Jesus taught, you know, just going through that whole process and it was at a very challenging time in my life and the Lord is, I feel like I was reconciled to him. It's almost like a relationship that had gone cold and it was, God, the relationship got warmed again and it's, we're, we're warming up and we're, 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 we're getting, you know, the temperature is getting, it's getting, it's not quite hot but it's getting to that point. I want it to be like on fire but it's definitely much warmer than it was. And the thing about when you become lukewarm in Christ, in, I mean, in, in your relationship with God, is that you don't even know when it happens. You know, it's so subtle. You don't realize it. You don't realize it. I mean, even the children of Israel in those days, they didn't know when the glory of God departed from them. It was when things started really going very bad. In fact, literally, it was until when the enemy came in and they took them off into exile, into Babylon, that they realized that the glory of God had departed from them. Or there was a whole interregnum of you know period when everything to them just seemed normal and you know the same thing happened to samson in the old testament when um his power had left him he didn't know you know so he tried to fight he tried to defend himself he couldn't but you know he didn't realize that his power had left him so that's how it is so for me i didn't know i was in limbo spiritual limbo for a long time but how i knew was when crisis hit me the crisis hit me and i had it's almost like somebody trying to fall looking for somewhere to grab to stop you from falling there was no way to grab there was no anchor that was when i knew that wow my relationship with god had been superficial therefore in fact but for the grace and the mercy of god i was almost destroyed and for a very long time i've been on a recovery process since then but you know it's, it's gotten a whole lot better this year i think has been very much a year of restoration and recovery for me both 2019 2020 oh wow i went through <laughs> i went through hell i went through it i went through the fire i went through it so but where i'm going to in all of this is that it took me to a place where god made me now realize that the purpose of my relationship being a christian is to love god to serve him and to want the things that he wants and to live a life that is given to him and not focused on myself and what I need and, you know, what I want to get on this earth. And it was very different. It was a complete paradigm shift from how I have been taught about God and how, you know, things have been in my life and in the society's faith circles around me over the past few years. And when all this thing happened, first of all, it was during lockdown, so we were all at home and you know i was so i was just serving what were reading the bible started this podcast people were listening you know people getting blessed i myself getting blessed god revealing himself was just really wonderful 
And through this process and several other things that he made me do, I eventually got to a place where I, you know, I just rediscovered Christ and God afresh. So fine. And during that period, by the time the lockdown now ended and in-person service started, you know, there was there was a desire. I had a desire to like go back to in-person services and all that. And um, but spiritually, I felt like, in fact, it was like God was just telling me, just stay with what you're doing. Any service you want to join, join online. Just don't go. You know, and everything was just going on. Anyway, let me just fast forward and say that. For a very long time, I was very upset that I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't, first of all, I got, God pulled me away even from the congregation I was currently in. And, um, I mean, it was just clear, I mean, what I was going through, I needed spiritual help that was just not available in that space. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just needed help and, you know, but the funny thing was that I didn't go somewhere else to get it. I went into the Bible and the Bible got me that help. Jesus, Holy Ghost. The, they used the Bible to bring me back and the help that I needed I didn't go to any church any physical place I didn't go to any person but I went to Jesus and I think that's the big lesson for me in all of this so Jesus the Bible, the word so yes I was joining online ministries and all that and there were you know several voice people that God used in that process but the real if i want to say the story the way it really is this journey was 100 percent holy ghost there was no in fact it wasn't as if there was any preaching i was following or anything it was the bible simple so if, if there's any human being i should be thanking god for is the um, the authors in the bible oh praise god for mark matthew luke john you know jeremiah isaiah that was it it was bible bible Sometimes I would maybe join a, a sermon that would validate one of the things I was hearing. My Bible school program, of course, has been invaluable as well because by the time, so I went into the Bible 2020 to 2021. By the time I then joined, started Bible school this year, it started validating everything that the Lord had been telling me in 2021. So that was good because I was now reading widely from Christian authors and seeing that, yes, this is what the Bible teaches. So it wasn't just me thinking this. And part of it is what I'm going to talk about today because I think the, the scripture that captures, one verse that I would say captures what my reflection has been over the last two years in terms of where I am now spiritually, where I was coming from, and where I think I should be going is in the book of Mark chapter 8 verse 35 to 37. And this verse i think is also reflected in it's also in matthew 16 as well it was where jesus said what does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his own soul or what will a man give in exchange for his own soul for whosoever wants to save his life will lose it and whoever loses his life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it now when jesus was on earth he spent a lot of time teaching his disciples about what it meant to be a believer and it was fundamentally different from what it was to be you know under the law as you know um, the way they had been taught before then under the law children of moses whatever they call themselves jews or whatever it was different it was also different from the ways in which any religion or any faith 
had you know presented what it meant to be close to god before that so jesus was saying you need to lose your life for my sake in other words the current life that you have when you made christ it needs to be deconstructed not you doing it by yourself but the word of god needs to deconstruct it for you in other words change it to the point whereby the word of god helps you find out who you should now become where your um my affection should lie what i should be focused on in life what my priorities will be the relationships that i will hold there if my life remains the same as in you look at my life before christ after christ is exactly the same there's not much not actually change in terms of my professional choices my emotional choices my relationship choices my financial choices my professional life then there's something really i mean i haven't received christ that's what he's saying here because we see how the apostles everybody that works with him immediately he came in there's like a before and after you know those weight loss photographs when they say before and after and you're like whoa is it the same person that's exactly how before and after before christ and after christ should be in my life in your life in our lives but what are we seeing now what we see today is we get saved our life remains exactly the same jesus just becomes a tack on something like a label that you pin on your suit whereas your dressing is exactly the same but just take jesus and make it like a tie pin or a brooch that you put on your chest just to show people that oh you have this pretty identification pin but other than that everything the way you're dressed is remains the same and i'm not saying that you know i need to change my life or deconstruct my life but i'm saying there has to be a before and after and it's not something that you wake up and say, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. It's about the more we get into the word of God, the more we get into Christ, we get a kingdom mindset. That then drives the way in which we live our life. But what we're seeing now, what is happening in mainstream charismatic faith circles and has been going on for the past 10, 15 years, is Christians just carrying on their lives as if, everything ends here as if this earth is actually heaven as if there is no the only purpose that we have on this earth is to be financially successful is to be materially successful is to be so blessed that we don't have any needs now i get it we're living particularly in my country nigeria poverty lack is a big thing a lot of people don't have a lot of money but then i'm i'm, I'm surprised because in Relatively speaking, Southern Nigeria is more prosperous than Northern Nigeria. But in Northern Nigeria, if you attend Northern Nigerian churches, they're not going to be preaching about the kind of things we're preaching in the Southern Nigerian churches. They're preaching about Christ. They're preaching about safety, security, you know, standing up for your faith. Because that's the context in which they are in right there. Because there's a lot of religious persecution and insecurity things. They're just targeted, you know, particularly a lot of the minority Christian communities or let's not say minorities let's say indigenous christian communities because whether they're minority or not no one can tell because the whole demographic and the politics is all messed up so the indigenous christians are being persecuted but in the southern part of nigeria where the christians are not facing persecution what you just see is this materialism self-indulgent um you know you're in church and you're praying everything you're praying about is how to get wealth how to create wealth how to i mean it's just like and in my mind i'm like it, it it looked normal for so many years but what, like i said what happens oh my goodness oh there's so much i just need to unpack and i've talked about this but i think going into a, a church yesterday also just brought it home for me because i just realized that it looks very good when all your problems are financial 
but when you face and all of us will there are times we will have problems and those problems that come into your life that money can also they are the most dangerous because it means that you have to go spiritual and then there is only is either it will then be a case of is either you go spiritual with god or spiritual with the devil whereas those are the real challenges of life because challenges of life that money can solve really any god anybody can come at any time and solve that problem either through god or any other person but the problems that money cannot solve and that's what jesus was talking about here he said what does it profit a man if you gain the whole world and you forfeit your soul because your soul cannot be you, you cannot redeem your soul with cash once your soul has been lost the funny thing is that you can actually give up your soul because of money but you can't redeem it back by money that's why money is a very dangerous thing it's very dangerous and what is happening in the body of Christ now is nothing but mammon worship. I'm sorry to say. Because when Christians can gather together to pray, you, you, I mean, you gather together to pray, not for purpose, you're not gathering together to pray that God be glorified. You're not gathering together to pray that He be lifted up or that He use you. But you're gathering together to pray for money. It means that well, if, if you ever find yourself in an opportunity to make money, you will do whatever it takes. That's what it means. And it also means that you have elevated money to a position that you should not have. Anybody that is privileged in this world knows that to be successful, to, to it does not require money. It requires ideas and networks, opportunity. That's all. The money will come. People will bring the money. They will bring the money. They are sending, they are, in fact, money is the last thing. What you need is ideas, talent, opportunities networks that's all because you can have the money and not have the ideas you can have the money and not have the talent you can have the money and not have the opportunity and yes money does oil a lot of things but i'm telling you money without opportunity without talent without networks without gifting is money wasted money without purpose so how you would elevate money to the point driver and like i said i get it and people may say, yes, I'm speaking like this because I'm financially comfortable. I give God the glory. I wasn't always financially comfortable. I worked with God. God has helped me. But now, I'm telling you, and it's okay, fine. So, whatever phase in life you find yourself, if financial, um, whatever is, I would rather, personally, I would rather pray a prayer that God should supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And that need is more about everything. So, spiritual need, physical, if God knows that, I mean, and I think that, that that is where God will want all of us to be because if he knows that I need, it's a need for me, for my children, for instance, to be educated, God will supply. And I will hold him until he supplies it. But I'm not going to be fixated on the money part of it. I'm going to be fixated rather on God supplying. So my focus will be on God, not on the money. And I think that's, it's a very subtle but important difference. So I, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but anyways... The dilemma I'm now in is, to be honest, I have enjoyed these two years that I have had in a spiritual retreat, getting into the Word of God. I have missed the gathering of the saints. I have missed it. I have missed. I've always been. I'm a church girl. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed church. I've been in churches, choirs. I love that whole routine every week. Sunday. I love being in church. I love being in church. And. Um, 
some i mean you meet some of the most infuriating people in church but it's not enough for me to not want to be in church i like being in listening to sermons i like listening to people who know how to teach the word of god and you know i really love that and i love that atmosphere of corporate worship but what i do not like is this overwhelming materialism and focus on money that has that has overtaken huge swaths of the charismatic circle so in as much as i know that i'm going to in 2023 begin to get back more into physical worship because i know that that's i that's i i believe that it's time i'm also going to be careful to make sure that i don't get swept up in the very thing that ensnared me in the beginning and if at any point in time i find that that ensnaring is happening I will, by, the, with, by the option of the holy spirit i will withdraw myself again because one thing that i saw from attending christmas day service yesterday was that it's very seductive it's very it's so it the act it's so seductive it's easy to get sucked, sucked in because i mean what's there not to like beautiful people beautiful environment but at the end of the day like i said when you hit it the bible says when you fit faint in the day of adversity your strength is small whereas christianity is supposed to help us build resilience for the day of trouble not only the day of trouble in our lives but in the lives of people that god will bring us close to the christian is supposed to be the person that every man or woman should crave to have around them in the on the worst day of their lives and we used to be those kind of people in those days when there was challenge people used to call those spiritual sisters and brothers in the neighborhood it used to be a thing go, go and call pastor this go and call brother this because people know that once they come the situation will they will bring order peace into the into the situation but now that's not what's going on nobody nobody looks at it that way anymore that's not it we've lost that So I, I pray for a revival for the Church of God in Nigeria, particularly in the southern part of Nigeria, because our northern brothers, we have the material wealth. The northern brothers don't really have it. We're not even supporting them. That's even the funny thing. There's dichotomy, not as sad dichotomy between the southern church and the northern church. The northern church was left to face its own, the, the, the horrible persecution, killings. Whereas the Southern Church focused on building, protecting itself during the COVID period, residents, sustenance, you know, run almost like a business. Whereas the Northern Church, wow, honestly. And I've never seen the, the height of the fact. <laughs> they are, they are the, when, when you say true believers, these people, they are Christians who have paid for their faith with their blood and they continue to pay. I pray that the Lord will make, will provide succor and help to those communities in Plateau State, Southern Kaduna, in Benue State, everywhere where Christians, where the blood of Christians, the innocent and the righteous has been shed. And that the Lord will bring justice upon all them whose hands are swift to shed blood. And that he will bring this persecution to an utter end and affliction will not arise again in the name of Jesus. But that through this Lord himself will glorify himself and that the gospel of Christ will be preached even beyond the borders of those communities, even into the land of the aggressors 
and that which they have sought to destroy will eventually destroy that which they have sought to propagate in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to leave it at that and you will be part of this journey because I'll continue to report on how things are going as I get into physical fellowship and what I'm seeing and what I'm learning. I almost wish that I was in northern Nigeria because I would really, I, I, I think it's lovely to be amongst people who really want to know that you know like there's there are people who want to know god like me i'm not me i'm not looking for you know this whole transaction god bless me as in i'm i'm already blessed yeah maybe i don't know and god that blessings part is a given because yeah it says i'm blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places god has already blessed me and he'll continue to bless me my needs i have needs I lay them before him, he supplies. But what is of more importance to me is my ongoing relationship with him, the purpose that for which he has birthed me and brought me into his kingdom, and the mission that he has planted into my heart and in my mind. That is what is of importance to me right now. And how can we change the world? How can we transform the world? How can we shine the light of God and influence people? How can we as Christians be differentiated? How can we be the hope of the world by the blood of Jesus by Christ how can you know I want to be different I want to be the difference that Christ is I don't want to be like the world I want to lose my life completely and save it in God exactly as Jesus described in Mark 8 36 I don't want to trade my soul for the wealth of the world and I am very suspicious of any gathering of the saints that even suggests or, prete- or carries on in a way as though wealth on earth is the most important thing to achieve. Anybody can be wealthy. The devil himself is wealthy. In fact, he has all the wealth of the world. That we can use something, if it was, I mean, if it was, if wealth, material wealth, was such a big thing. Christ did not need to come and die because the Old Testament guaranteed wealth and none of us can, I mean, there is no more wealth that you can have more than the wealth that was in the Mosaic law under the Old Covenant. But because that law, because God knew that, what is it? Is it money that today will will depreciate, that will not pass this world? God knew that what man needed was much more than that. Because money does not have an eternal spirit. Money will die here. It will fail here. It will corrupt here. It will fall. Currencies crash. Gold. Prices go up and down. In famine, gold is useless. If there is no food, money doesn't, it has no use. As in most countries, many people can tell you. Zimbabwe, Indonesia, Venezuela. So even the money that we are worshipping is a false god. It's a false god. So, you know, I and it's just, it's so sad that this is where we are as believers. This is where we are. So I'm just praying that the Lord will lead me. And if he knows that it's not in my spiritual interest for me to go back into cons- in congregations that are really not scripture-driven, then maybe, yeah, we just have to keep seeking until I find maybe a fellowship somewhere that the Lord will then lead me to so that I, I can 
I can be with believers who want to serve God, who want to love God, and you know, and will rather lose their lives for the sake, for His sake, and for the sake of the gospel. And I don't mean like physically die. I mean when you say lose your life, like you know, it's like how you say, oh, I've lost, you know, in everything, my life has changed completely. So. And even if, it, like in northern Nigeria, for them, even if they have to lose their lives physically, for them, it's not a big deal. For the sake of the gospel, not for any reason, but for the sake of the gospel. And we all know that the apostles did that as well. So really, if if my life on this earth is, is more important to me than the gospel or Christ, then there's a problem. There's a problem. That's, in fact, that's not the Christianity I signed up for because, to be honest... Being rich, there are many paths to richness. I don't think Christianity is the <laughs> the most sustainable. It's the easiest. I mean, yeah, there are far easier ways to make money if that is really what you have. You don't have to come to Christianity to do that. So I would believe that I came to Christ because I wanted, I wanted love. I wanted peace. It was really, I was looking for meaning in my life. That's what led me to Christ. So this deviation that led me on a path of prosperity and self-actualization. I don't even know how I got into that. But now that God has opened my eyes. I want to go back to yes. That, I mean, yeah. I I Bible says if you hunger and you thirst for righteousness, I wanted God. I wanted Him in my heart, in my life. I wanted to feel safe. I wanted to feel secure. So everything that Christ offers, which is spiritual blessings, that's what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for material blessings. Of course, I had material need, and I knew that I needed material blessings. But that was not what led me to Christ, and that is not what has kept me in Christ because. I can be materially blessed through other means. Trust me. I know, I'm aware of those ways. There were many ways and means by which I can get material, you know what I'm saying, without Christ. Very fast. So I'll just leave it at that and uh, I pray that the Lord will do with his word that which only him can. So thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted. And have a wonderful day. If you think this would be a blessing to someone else, please share it. Sharing is caring. Thank you very much.